Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I appreciate you letting us come through your speakers again. Excited about this. We got the Lions episode number two. We are talking today about men's basketball conference tournaments, which are coming up. We recorded this on Monday night. Uh, those are getting ready to kick off Tuesday and Wednesday, so wanted to get this information out to you quick. Uh, we are joined by The Money Train, who if you follow us on Twitter, you're familiar with him and how he does things and and what he does. He's part of the 94 by 50 bets, free picks, free money movement. And then our newest partner, member of the team, The Bear on One Stop. That's right, The Bear of One Stop Sports Consulting has joined forces with us, and we're excited about having him. You'll hear once we get into uh, the call with them the success that both those guys had, so I'm not going to bore you with that, but excited to have you here. Go find us on Twitter at 94by50pod, Facebook, Instagram, do all that stuff, like, share, subscribe, retweet, comment, all that stuff. We want it all. You guys drive this ship. We're going to continue to try to provide this product to you to help bring you know to help bring us all together one and then make a little money have a lot of fun. We always aim to educate, entertain, or inspire. You can back channel through all our catalogs to hear all kind of stuff, whether it's sports betting, inspiration, college coaches, uh, uh, wellness shop owners, uh, business owners, whatever it is, we got it, and we're going to keep bringing it. And we're excited to have you to be a part of it. So, welcome to the show. Let's get rolling. All right, and here we go with episode number two of The Line, special edition tonight. Got two great guests, future uh, team members with us. We got, you know him as the money train, you know him as the bear at one stop. We have both of those guys with us tonight. Uh, Referring to somebody as a train and a bear is going to be a lot of fun, so we'll start with the train himself. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Dylan, doing well, man. Excited to be a part of this, dude. Something we talked about for a while. Just glad to finally be here and making this happen, bro. Sure, and, and we're, we're excited about it as well. Just to give you a little rundown, the, the money train has last 31 days, February 7th to March the 7th, at a staggering plus 13.95 units. That's a record of 41.26 and 1. So the record kind of speaks for itself with him, as it does with our other guy that's on with us tonight, the bear, the bear at one stop. Uh, you know, he marched second through the eight in NCAA men's over unders. He's 36 and 16. That's a 68% winning percentage. Uh, let's just throw some numbers at you. If you were betting $50 a play on his bets, you would be up $2,978.50. If you were bold, you were following him, you were playing $1,000 per play with him, you would be up $59,570 just playing what he played. So, uh, the man with the math, how you doing? I'm good. I appreciate the chance to be out here. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. We're going to make you, me, the money train, everybody a lot of money here and have fun doing it. So let's get into what we were. What this is all about is conference tournament. The best time of the year is here. Conference tournament basketball. 
heading into March Madness. And we're talking conference tournaments here, some future bets. Uh, but first, before we do that, some of the mid-majors, there's been six automatic bids already placed. And, and I'm just kind of throwing this on you guys. Are there any of those six that have placed these kind of mid-major, low-majors? And I'll, Money Train, I'll start with you. Are there any of those that you like looking forward into – uh, the, the the big dance coming up in a couple of weeks that you go, man, this team could win a couple of games. This team could be a sweet 16 team. You got any of those uh, uh, off the bat here? For sure, Dylan. Yeah, definitely. I got my eye on one team in particular, and that's uh, that's the Liberty Flames. Uh, those boys, they're 30 and four overall this season and 13 and three in conference. And boy, I just, I, I'm really impressed with this team. Let me just go ahead and throw this out there right now. Liberty ranks second in the nation in scoring defense, only giving up 53 points per game. These boys know how to flat-out play defense. They know how to guard. And on top of that, they are top 40 nationally in three-point percentage, shooting at a close to a 37% clip from the three uh, as a team, led by Caleb Holmesley, guard, who can just go get a basket whenever he needs to. Liberty, they have the recipe uh, in March, you know, can shoot the three, but can absolutely guard. They're second to Virginia, and we know what Virginia did last year. We ran the table, playing great defense. Liberty, holding teams to 53 points. I just, I feel like they've got the recipe to really make a run. Could win one, maybe even two. I could see this team in the Sweet 16, Dylan. That's, Liberty Flames. I, I totally agree with that. That one's near and dear to my heart. We were kind of talking off the air. My high school coach and a really good friend of mine, Derek Johnson's an assistant there, and uh, so I pull hard for the Flame and, and even more so in March. And they're coming off a year last year where they did win a game in the tournament. And so they've been there. They've done that. Uh, I'm with you. I, I love Liberty. I don't care like who they match up with in the first round because I think they're going to be somewhere in that 12, 13 seed range. Like that's that's your twelve five upset. I don't even have I don't even care who they're playing. That's totally it. Totally agree. Book it, agree. mark it down. 100%. Right now. That's it. I'm betting on it. I, I want a future on that. Um, Liberty win. <laughs> Can their we lock it in right now? Liberty <laughs> automatic upset. Place <laughs> yeah. it now. <laughs> um, I, and again, I know I'm kind of throwing this, you know, throwing this at you guys, and and leave it to the bear. Have you uh have you had any that you've seen? Or and, you know, I know East Tennessee State Liberty, and you may not have. Like I said, I just kind of throw through this at you. But anybody that you look at that's punched a punched. Their ticket already that you think could win a game or two no i've I've actually got two teams that i wrote down that i i think are definitely cod locks to pull the upset um you mentioned the first one i think liberty is is definitely a cod lock but other than the fact that they can stop your end they've got a kid named scotty james and when you combine scotty and james two nba pro players i mean i mean how else can you be i mean he was there last year I mean, I think he dominated the game. I think they were the 12th seed last year, pulling the upset on the 12-5. Um, I think last time I looked, I think Lenardi had him at the 12-5. I think they had him playing Auburn maybe the first round. I mean, it's like you saying. I think. The, I mean, I don't know what the odds would be now for the future pick upset, maybe a, a plus 1,500, but I would definitely jump on Liberty being a cod lock to get past that first round for sure. And then I like ETSU. Um, the thing I like best when you look at those underdogs is can they win on the road in those road environments? Uh, I know ETSU won at LSU earlier in the season. Um, they're scoring at a high rate. They can score the basketball. You know, they have that little bit of confidence. They got a lot of seniors on their team that can play. Um, I think both of those teams are definitely codlocks to get you past the first round. I agree, and I think that's something in in mid-majors, low-majors, I always look at this time of year is the number of seniors. You know, guys that it means something to. They don't want their career to end. They've been through the battles they've been through, so – um both those are all you know both of those i think between all three of us pretty good picks just to just something if you're hearing this to keep an eye on now let's get into the the meat of this thing and 
We have, let's see, we have eight conferences. We're going to talk about their tournament. The first one we're going to start with the A10. Um, we kind of were talk, you know, did our research before, and and for the Bear, for the money train, it may be different. I do know for me in the A10, there is not really a play that I'm. I love. I think you know. I think we probably could all agree that Dayton wins the thing. If they don't, there's not anything that we feel confident laying that money on. But I'll let uh, uh, Money Train, I'll let you talk first if it's any different for you. Uh, that, that's exactly right. That's the only conference that I did not have a personal play on myself. I just think Dayton is the the favorite for a reason. Uh, laying 350 to get the 100 back, I just I, I don't see value in that. I, I do think they're winning, but – not advising laying, you know, big chalk on a conference favorite. So uh, Dayton's the only one to play, but that would be my pick. Uh, if there was one team that maybe had an outside shot, it's Richmond at plus 700, but I'd be, you know, sprinkle very little on that, if any. Sure, sure. And then the Bear himself, anything anything to follow up on that with the A-10? Uh, I think that's also, you know, I, I think Dayton's got the best chance of any team uh, to definitely win for sure. Um, I had wrote down Rhode Island as a team that I might sprinkle a little action on. Uh, I think they're at a plus 500 now. But the only reason I would remotely even consider that is, you know, I think all of us being coaches at some point or time, working with the basketball community, it's hard to beat somebody three times. Uh, Dayton has just absolutely destroyed Rhode Island the both times that they played them. And if they if they were to match up in, in the finals of that tournament, I mean, it would be – I mean, it would be hard for Dayton to pull it up. And at a plus 500, you know, it's worth a shot, a five-to-one odds to maybe get a little action on. But if he was going to jump on anybody – I'll definitely take Rhode Island in that conference. Love that. So we'll we'll move on from them. Don't feel like there's a lot of great value there. And we'll get into the other seven. I think all of us have some picks that we like uh, and want to share with you. I'll get mine out of the way first in the American Conference. Uh, I, you know, it, it's square. It's whatever you want to call it. But you can get right now, and all these odds are via bet online. You can get Cincinnati plus 275. They're the one seed in the tournament. I hear that. But, like, um, I like them. I like Jarrett Cumberland. He f- feels like he's been playing in the league, in, in college basketball for, like, 13 years. Um, I think I remember watching that dude play when I was a kid. Um, I think they're just really good. I think they're talented. They guard. They're tough. Like, I love watching Cincinnati play basketball. I, I threw in, you know, at plus 275 to get a one seed. I was I was on board with it. So, uh, that's mine. I'll move on. And I will let uh, – we started with the money train. Uh, the Bear, want to talk any, any American, anything you like there? Yeah, like, I got two picks on that side. Um, I like that, you know, there was a three-way tie for that number one seed, and Cincinnati came away with it. Um, Houston, you know, they – in the past, they bar, I think it was Barstool Bets posted a great article about it. Um, but 15 of the last 16 winners of the national tournament have 10 teams that have been in the top 25 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. And Houston covers that mark right there. I mean, they're in it um, both sides of the basketball. I mean, they're a good team. And at plus 200, I mean, they're a very, I've, if you've watched them any at all this year, they're, I mean, they're a tough matchup. They're very physical. Kelvin Sampson's done dang good job down there um i like them in tulsa because they're going to match up in the semifinals and whichever one of those teams can happen tulsa's at a plus 600 um that's a very good rate because tulsa was the the, t- or the third team to tie for first in the conference and they're sitting at plus 600 it's kind of one of those mesmerized me a little bit like with cincinnati the odds being so high if i was going to throw anything i'm going to say houston or houston or tulsa i like it we'll flip it to the money train let you cur- close out the american all right. I, I agree with the bear. I'm, Houston is 
the one of the teams that I have a play on as well. I have two plays out of this conference. Uh, piggybacking off of what he said, Houston, uh, 23-8 overall this year. Uh, but six of their losses were on the road. And out of those eight losses that they had, seven of them were by six points or less. So just think about that. A couple of bounces here and there goes the other way. And they may be, you know, 27 and five, you know, you know, a lot different than this 23 and eight record that they have. They got uh, Quentin Grimes, who transferred points, four rebounds, three assists, shooting 44% from the field. Uh, one thing I really like uh for conference futures or teams that I think can do well in marches, can they score from the free throw line late in the game? You know how the foul game works. we got to have teams that, you know, make free throws to win games. Houston shoots it at 73% clip from as a team. And plus 200, like you said, Kelvin Sampson doing a great job down there. Houston was my first play. Second play is on Wichita State. And it's more about the draw, Wichita State being up there with Cincinnati. Yes, they lost to Cincinnati both times they played them this year. But it was a one-point game at home, 80-79. to It was a three-point game on the road, 67-64. Wichita State's actually 6-2 and two in their last eight. They are top 40 in points uh, defensive points per game. They only give up 63 points a game. They score 72. Um, I, I, Wichita State gets to match up with Cincinnati semifinals. And like we said earlier, it's tough to beat a team three times. This will be the third time they've played. They were, you know, like I said, one-point game and three-point game the two times they played. I think this time Wichita State has a few bounces go their way. Um, they get by Cincinnati, and then there they are in the finals. And you have Wichita State on the top. You have Houston at the bottom. Those two teams meet in the finals. Boom, boom. We're winner either way. So those are my two picks, Wichita State, Houston. Love that. Love that. Let's move on for the sake of time. And, and as we're introducing this, we'll just kind of go uh, – we'll, we'll just jump right to the next one. Let's go to the Big East. Um, and, and I'll start it off just to get mine out of the way. I'm more picking a player here than I am a team. Uh, this this is the sixth seed in the in the tournament. You got Marquette. They got a guy named guy by the name of Marcus Howard. He's one of my favorite watches in the country. Dude averages like 27.8 points a game. Like if you're pouring in 28 a game, like I'll take a team like that. That's got a guy that can go win a game for you outright. Um, I love Marquette. I love Dwayne Wade. I love the old uniforms they used to rock with the the stuff going down the side. None of that is statistical, but it matters in my mind. Um, so I, I like Marquette. At plus 700, and I'll throw it back to the train to open up the Big East. All right, Dylan, I got uh, two plays here in the Big East that I'm going to be playing. I've got Villanova is the first team that I'm playing at plus 300. And uh, I'll recap at the end how much I'm risking and how much we can be winning uh, after we go through all these conference tournaments. We'll, you know, recap how much we got on each. But uh, Villanova, 24 and 7 this year, 13 and 5 in conference. Uh, piggybacking off what the Bears said earlier, you're looking for teams that can win away from home, looking for teams that can win on the road. Well, guess what? Villanova can do it. They're 8 and 2 on the road this year in conference. Um, they lost three in December, but they were to Creighton, Butler, and Seton Hall. Since then, they're seven and one with their only loss co- coming to Providence. And I- I'm going to be talking about Providence here in just a second. That's my second team. But Sadiq Bay averaging 16 points, five rebounds, over two assists, shooting 45% from the three-point line. The kid knows how to play. He can get a basket when he needs to. Jay Wright, been there, done that. Uh, just a great coach. He's got these boys rolling in the right direction. 
in March, which is what you're looking for. So I got Villanova at three to one. And then my second play is on Providence, the Providence Flyers plus 600. And I'm doing a half unit on that. And here's one reason. I don't know if you guys have heard this breaking news, but Creighton is the one seed and they've actually got a significant injury leading up to this Big East tournament. Uh, you know, their leading scorer, Zigorowski, is going to have to more than likely miss the tournament. Uh, he's got a meniscus injury, and it came out today that, uh, that he's probably going to miss the – he's not expected to play in the Big East tournament. And so now you have the Providence Flyers, who are the four seed, and they are they draw on Creighton's side of the bracket. One thing I really like to look for in uh, conference – Futures are teams that are hot, and this Providence team is hot. They've won six in a row. They're eight and two in their last ten. And uh, Providence getting plus six. They faced Butler in the uh, uh, quarterfinals. They just beat Butler to uh, in the regular season. Providence, um, you know, led by Alpha Diallo. He scored 17, 25, 10, and 18 in four of his last five games. But here's the guy that's really been an X factor for this team. It's LeWayne Pipkins, and he's a senior guard. He's really the last five games. He scored 12, 23, 27, 24, and 16. And that 27 I have circled, that was at Villanova when their leading scorer, Afadalu, he only scored two points. Yet Providence still came away with a win at Villanova. So they've proven that they can win on the road against what I think is the best team in the conference. So we're getting a sprinkle, some on Providence at plus 600. They got to get Bob Butler in the first round. And then in the semifinals, they get to draw an injured Creighton team. I just think there's great value there. So that's actually the two teams I'm going with. Villanova at three to one. Providence is six to one. Love that. I also would be remiss if we didn't talk about how much swag Jay Wright has. Like that dude is is on another level when it comes to his suit game and the whole thing. I, I aspire to be Jay Wright one day when I grow up, but that's beside the point. Uh, turn it to the Bear now. Anything in the Big East for you? Uh, the, the Big East has been the most difficult one for me as far as looking at. If you look from teams from one to seven, I. I mean, there, there's not much difference. I mean, they're, they battle back and forth. Uh, each team has had bad losses here and there. Each team's had big wins here and there. Um, you know, Creighton, I mean, I think, I think this conference is loaded with phenomenal coaching. I think McDermott at Creighton is, is one of the most underappreciated coaches in the league. Um, and the fact that they lost their best player, I'm surprised that the odds have not bounced up to be better than what they are. They're being at plus 350 now, even though they are the one seed. Um, if that line jumps up even higher, which I would expect it would, I, I would think Creighton would be there just just because you always hear the story of, of the number one player going down and all of a sudden these guys rally together. Um, if the line's where it, at, where it stays right now, I don't think there's much value to it. But if it was to peak up, I think it's worth throwing just a little bit of spit on for a high risk. Um, I'm, I'm also a big fan of Villanova and the fact of winners know how to get the job done. Uh, Jay Rye's got the program built up. Team. I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes nut cutting time, he's going to have guys there that that expect to win, that know how to win. Um, a lot of these other coaches in there, uh, they they've been there for a while, but at the end of the day, they've not had the success that that Villanova's had. Um, it would not surprise me. I mean, it would not surprise me if number ten C Dupaul they snuck through just because this team has beat up each other. I mean, it's been a long season in, in conference play for the Big East. Um, but if I was going to sprinkle some, I'd pay. I'd just keep a close eye on that Creighton line to see if it jumped up more. But I would definitely spit something on Villanova. 
Love that. Love that. So a lot of agreeance there with Villanova. Uh, let's move now. One that, that's near and dear to me. I actually work uh, some games for this conference with Noah, who I do some part-time work with, Noah Basketball, in the Pac-12. And I've got a long shot here. This is my, my highest odds. Uh, threw a half a unit on. Just throwing out there see what happens. I love their coach. I love a couple of their players. I've seen them win some games they didn't have a chance winning. They're the seven seed in the Pac-12 tournament. They're the Stanford Cardinal, coached by Jared Haas. You can get them at plus 1,200. Um, and, and to me, it was just a little half unit throw out there. They've got some really good guard play. they got Oscar Da Silva, one of the better like underrated guys in the Pac-12. Big guy, can score around the basket. They control the pace most of the time when they play. One thing that hurts them is when teams run and gun, but typically this time of year you see teams in arenas they're not familiar with, not shoot it as well. And you know those slower-paced teams, the, the Virginias of the world, the, the guys like those can, can find a way to have some success defensively. You know, it's one of those, it's a long shot play, but I figured a little half unit. Let's see what happens. I like the Stanford Cardinal in the Pac-12. Throw it to the Bear. What you think about the, the guys out west? Uh, I got two teams out there that I'm definitely keeping an eye on. Um, we talked earlier uh, about Houston being in those top 50 and top 25 in both defensive and offensive efficiency. Uh, Arizona is in that, that pack for me. I mean, they, they're very effective on the defensive side of the ball. They're very effective on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think they're a very good team. Um, if I was going to throw anything, I'm going to throw something on them. But I'm also going to throw something at UCLA at, at plus 700. I think Mick Cronin, is, he's had a lot of success in the second half of the season as far as getting his guys to play hard. If You know, looking back at Cincinnati, Cincinnati's always, when he was there, they were always that team that just were, man, they just, they just beat up on you. Um, and this time of year, you know, you want to, you want that most physical team is going to have the most success a lot of times just because they're, they're not afraid to, to get in there and get a bucket, you know, two points, they're going to pound in the post. They're going to guard you in on defense. They're going to bump and grind you the whole length of the floor. Um, UCLA is going to be prepared when this conference tournament comes around. Mick Cronin's, you know, he's a, he's a dang good coach. He's got dang good ideas. His, his offensive and defensive philosophies are, are some of the best out there in the Pac-12. Um, I like Arizona and I like UCLA. I mean, hell, I'm waiting like uh, – uh, I knew that one would be a long shot. I'm waiting to get one right and play with you guys. I'm hoping eventually we got a couple <laughs> We got a couple more right. I hope you all agree with me on one eventually. But that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Money train, what do you think about the the West Coast Pac-12? All right. Pac-12, uh, there was only one team that I really thought provided value, and the Bear actually touched on them just now. It's UCLA. Everything the Bear just said, right on it. Um, they lost six of seven in midseason. Since then, they are eleven and three, seven and one down the stretch. With that one loss being a two-point loss at USC to end the season. Like you said, Mitt Cronin's teams are just known for being physical. They pounded in the post. They don't have any guys with body numbers. Chris Smith is their leading scorer, only averaging thirteen points. He's a do-it-all guard. Gets five rebounds, has about two assists, gets a steal a game. Um, all five of their starters do average at least eight points, but it, it, it's not about their offense. They they just buy into Mick Cronin's system. You've seen seen that here down the stretch. Uh, you know, winning seven of their last eight games. I feel like they're playing the their best basketball here at the right time. You want teams that are hot. You know, going into their conference tournament, UCLA is the definition of hot. You know, this team was lost and forgotten month or two ago nobody was giving these boys a chance to make the ncaa tournament and here they are you know 
according to Joe Lenardi, every time he puts out a bracket, you know, UCLA is either in the first four in, last four in, first four buys, you know, can't keep up with what Lenardi's saying. But, you know, UCLA is right there. They're fighting for their lives there. You, you know, they're hot here at the right time. And play basketball the right way. They're going to guard you. They're going to beat you up physically. And that's what you want here in March. So I think UCLA, you know, plus 700, sprinkling a half unit on that. That's my play. I love that. If you also want some entertainment, if you've never watched a UCLA game and you can catch Bill Walton on the call, you can hear him growl like a bear on TV, and it is outrageous. Uh, it is that man says some of the most craziest things. Bro. Like what narcotics are he? Like what what drug is he on before? He, anyways, that's that's another another story, another for another episode. Uh, Bill Walton. Let's move on to a conference that's had a, a a bit of a weird year for them at their standard, and that's the the ACC some blue bloods not having up to par years so really weird year in the ACC really good conference really strong um I went you know kind of easy pick but you know we've we've you mentioned this team a few times they're the two seed you can get Virginia plus 600 according to bet online so I played the I played the Cavs I like the guys that play defense uh, and they do it and they've been there and Tony Bennett is as good as it gets in America as far as a, a basketball coach and he's shown that the past couple weeks um, so I like Virginia plus 600. Uh, let's see who we'll go back to the, the money train here on the ACC. Dylan, you asked for somebody to agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> let's I'm go with you, buddy. Let's go. That's the one team I have circled here in the ACC. Now Florida state and Duke, you know, those guys are, you know, plus plus one seventy five and plus 200 respectively. And rightfully so should be the favorite, but Louisville, I mean, Louisville, I'm sorry, Virginia, being the two seed and being plus 600, I just don't think you can pass up on those odds. A half unit to win three units. Uh, this Virginia team's won eight straight now. But, you know, seven of those games have been by one possession. You know what that shows me? This team knows how to win in crunch time. All right? So, obviously, we know how good they are defensively. They're 17th in the nation defending the three. Opponents only shoot 29% from the three-point line. They're second in the nation in field goal percentage defense, only allowing opponents to shoot less than 37% from the field. And they're first in scoring defense. This team just really knows how to play defense. And they're actually starting to get some scoring here. That, you know, the season's winding down. Diakiti has scored 17, 14, 14, 19, and 10 in their last five. But the X factor for this team is their, their little guard, uh, Kiha Clark. He scored 17 or more in three of the last six. And as this, as he goes, Kite goes, this team, you know, they don't have to score a lot of points. They can win games in the 40s. They can win games in the 50s. They just know how to lock down defensively. Like you said, Tony Bennett, been there, done that. You got me the two-seed Virginia getting plus 600, the team that's won eight straight. Probably one of the hottest teams in the nation. I'm biting on that every day of the week. Sign me up for all that. Heck yeah, you just made my my dreams come true. And then uh, and then we'll let we'll let the bear just crush them and tear them apart here. Well, I feel like I'm piggybacking off all of you because I mean that's to me that's that's anybody's no brainer. Yeah, let's go. Uh, just a free <laughs> piece of advice to anybody that ever decides to listen: always take the under in Virginia basketball. <laughs> They define every odd that you might pull up, every analytical stat. Never take the over. Virginia will never cover. 
Guaranteed. I, I would probably listen to a guy. I love it. I would probably listen to the guy that's batting sixty-eight percent. That's uh, that's that's probably pretty sound advice. Play the under in every Virginia game. That'll be a fun thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to play the under in every every game. From every game out, every what? conference tournament game, every March Madness. Let's just go ahead, guys. Lock it in the under in Virginia games. Let's do it. Done. I'm yeah, in. Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm in. Um, I, again, I, I want to, and I made, I made, yeah, I'm in. I'm all the way in. Uh, all right, move on from the ACC to one of my favorite conferences to watch, uh, the Big Ten. Um, I had two, and I'll just throw them out quick, uh, Rutgers at plus 800. They've had an incredible year. I think it's a little bit of flash in the pan, um, but at plus 800, I, I figured why not throw a half a unit. And then the one that's hung around in the top 25, been one of the best surprises in college basketball, kind of your your Cinderella story, if you will. Of uh, You, you kind of forget about these guys, and you can get them at plus 1,000. That's right. I like – spending a little bit of money and making a lot or just spending a little bit and losing a little bit, probably more importantly. Um, the sixth seed, the Penn State Nittany Lions at plus 1,000. We'll, we'll play those guys as well. And I'll let the Bears start it up with the Big Ten. Um, I've got I've got three. Here we go. This was, this was yeah, this one. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I was surprised at how, how these lines were whenever I started breaking them down. Um, first one I got is Michigan State. Um, they got every everything that you need to win a basketball game and make a run deep in any tournament that they put in. You got a leader, you got an alpha dog, you got a senior leader who's going to make sure that his team's where they need to be. They're prepared. And, and Winston, um, Michigan State's good. Uh, I, I always crack at Tom Izzo, and I always give him a hard time because they always seem to be the team that gets upset in the NCAA tournament. But there's just something about them this year. They seem to have the most consistency of any team in the Big Ten. Obviously, that's why they're they're where they're at right now in the in the bracket in the standings. Um, but I like them at plus two seventy five. You know, it's still great odds for a team that that should win it. I mean, that's if you look at the rest of the lines for their one seed, that's that's the best odds of any other conference out there. Um, second team I like, I like Michigan. Uh, you saw early on what Michigan's capable of doing. Michigan's at plus six hundred. Anytime a team, you know what they can do. That I mean, that it just gives them hope for what you know. Hey, we're gonna get. It's gonna happen. It's gonna click. And all it takes for them guys and Juwan Howard. I mean, if they win one game, you never know when that. You know, it's just gonna keep rolling. They've got the potential to roll off a bunch with their players. They got good, really good guard play. They, they're capable of shooting really well. Um, but I like Michigan at plus six hundred two. And then my my sleeper down there at the bottom is is Brad Underwood's Illinois Atlanta. Um, He's an offensive guru. If you've ever watched anything, studying Brad Underwood, his team is going to score on you no matter what. He may not be able to stop you at the other end at times, but he's going to make sure his team scores on you. They've won on the road. Uh, they had a big win at Penn State earlier in the year. Um, they had a big win against Iowa uh, yesterday or Sunday. You know, they're, they're good. I mean, there's nothing to take away from them. They're being plus 1,000. Um, so I like all three of those teams. I think, you know, Big Ten being a big conference – I think it gives you pretty good odds, and and where those lines are at, you're gonna have one, if one of those teams wins, it's gonna pay out pretty big for you. I mean, you started talking bottom. I thought I was getting another guy to to, to ride with me on a plus, but you're, you're with a plus a no. thousand, so I'm I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. No, well, no, it's yeah, I was close. I was yeah, close. yeah. You're, whenever you're, you said plus a thousand, I thought, well, we're going two in a row. Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. We'll get there. I, I know, I know the money train's gonna back me up here. What you got, man? <laughs> I'm backing one of you up with the <laughs> 10 to one long shot. We'll get to that one in just a second. The first play I'm taking out right here in the big 10, uh, 
Maryland at plus 400. And I've been do, I'm doing a half unit to win two unit on Maryland. I just think that Maryland's been the most consistent team in the Big Ten from beginning of the year to the end of the year. They're 24 and seven overall, 14 and six in conference. They're led by two studs, Anthony Cowan Jr. and Jalen Smith. Anthony Cowan averaging, you know, 16 points per game. You got five assists, and he's shooting uh, 81% from the free throw line. So the ball's in his hand late in games. He's going to make a play. If he gets fouled driving, he's he going to the free throw line. He converts 81% of the time. Uh, when, you know, when, you, when it's crunch time and your best players have the ball in their hand, you want them to be good free throw shooters. Uh, we've seen that. You know, haunt teams in the past, whether it's been John Calipari teams with Kansas, Kentucky, you know, awful – can uh, the Memphis against Kansas, you know, off a free throw shooting can cost you in these tournaments. So you want to have teams that can shoot it well. And Maryland as a team shoots at 75% from the line. Uh, Jalen Smith, absolute beast, uh, 15 and a half points a game, averaging 11 rebounds. And the man can stretch out and shoot the three too. He's shooting the three at a 37% clip. He's, uh, you know, just a, a, a all around beast to guard. He's a big body. He can stretch you out. I like what Maryland does offensively, not only offensively, but defensively as well. They hold teams to 64 points, which is 43 nationally. They play good offense. They got two guys that can get you a basket whenever they need it, and they play lockdown defense. They've just been, you know, consistent from beginning of the season to the end of the season. I like Maryland at plus 400. And then my long shot, they're plus 10-1. Just like the Bears said, hopping on the Brad Underwood train, the Illinois. Uh, and and the, another reason I like Illinois is their draw. If you look at their draw, they're up there. They're the fourth seed. But in this conference tournament, it's a wacky conference tournament. If I asked you right now, how many of you out there could tell me who the number one seed is in the Big Ten tournament? Let's say Michigan State, Michigan State. The answer is mm. Wisconsin. So Illinois is up there on the top half of the bracket with Wisconsin. Um, they've got the double bye. Winning uh, against Iowa at home on Sunday was a big win for them. It clinched the double bye. So they get to play now in the quarterfinals, and it's more than likely going to be that same Iowa team that they just you know beat on Sunday. They know how to win. They've got two guys that are just absolute studs. Uh, the Sumu, the freshman. That kid has mid-range game like none other. I've watched a few uh, Illinois games this year. I bet on them. I bet against them. The times that I bet on them, Sumu's got me the bucket late to win it. The times that I bet against them, Sumu's got the bucket that killed me. That (laughs) kid just knows how to play basketball. If you've watched Illinois, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Averaging 17 points, four rebounds, three assists, and then the big man down low, Kofi. Coburn, 13 points, nine rebounds, over one and a half blocks a game. They hold teams to 65 points per game. That's top 70. They shoot at 73% from the free throw line. Brad Underwood, like you said, offensive guru. And they get 40 rebounds a game, which is top 40 nationally. Illinois has the pieces to make a run, and they have a draw to make a run. They beat Iowa in the regular season. They won at Wisconsin in the regular season. All right, so they, they've won against both of those teams. I like their draw. They win those two games. They're in the finals. It could be a Maryland-Illinois final. 
that would be very sweet. The money train would be going choo choo. <laughs> the train rolls on. Do you play the Do you play the over or the under in that? The bear The bears should give us some some insight. Is there Is there a team in the Big Ten? I love. Uh, you talked about Michigan State. I love the John Rothstein thing. He always puts out this time of year. There's January, February, Izzo, April, May. Like that's, uh, uh, that's so hysterical to me. Um, well, let's let's keep rolling for the sake of time here uh, and go to the Big 12. I'm going to be really quick here. I'm going to pick the best team in the country, uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. Um, again, I, I do think they are the best team in America. I think they have two uh, just monsters to deal with and, and – but anyways, out Kansas, Jayhawk, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, that's from me. Moving on, uh, Money Train, to you. Uh, I got one play on this. It may be square, but I'm with you. Kansas is the best team in the nation. Um, they're just so balanced, man. They've got two just studs that are probably going to be, you know, both of them in the top ten of the National Player of the Year, Devon Dotson, Adoko Azebuki. Dotson averaging 18 points, four rebounds, four assists, over two steals a game. Izabuki going for 14 points a game, 11 rebounds. They score 75 points, only give up 60 points, which is 10th nationally. They've won 16 in a row. This team is just moving along. I actually think they are on a level by themselves. If every team were to play their best game, uh, Kansas is the team that would win. They're just the most complete team to me. Uh, Bill Self, now he might, you know, he's going to choke a few times in March, but you know this Kansas team, they're just so well rounded. I like them. There was one team that I was thinking about, Texas Tech, but when you saw that they were drawn with Kansas, it's just hard to make a play on a team that's on the same side as Kansas. So Kansas just seems the most complete team to me. Uh, I'm laying 1.25 units to win one unit, so that's my play, the Kansas Jayhawks. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk to the bear. Um, this this is the one I, I don't – I'm staying away away from from personally betting. Um, the reason so is I feel like that line, minus 125, I feel like, we, I feel like you're going to be able to get it close. Like if, they, if Kansas was to make it to the conference championship game, I feel like that line is going to be close to where it would be then. It might be a little much. Um, but the the thing, but the thing that scares me from picking Kansas now is just because they've been so dominant, and it's like we talked about earlier. It's hard to beat a team three times, sure. um, and so you know they're they're going to get either Texas or Texas Tech. If I had to lay something down, I would probably lay on Texas at plus two thousand, just because of, of how 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 what the resurgence that Shaka Smart's done at Texas. I think I'm not I'm not predicting that they would win it all. Um, but I feel like he might have the pieces lined up. We've not had we've not had any shock of magic in the past three four years ever since he's been at Texas. So he's due for something special to happen. Um, he's been there long enough. He's finally got his his young or his first recruiting class is finally up there being seniors. Um, and so it's it's time for something crazy to happen in March involving the word shock and smart. Um, but I, I personally am staying away from the Big Twelve just because I, I would wait and jump on that money line closer to conference championship game because i feel like it's going to be close if kansas was to make it there um i if you know i would assume it'd be kansas baylor in the finals and i and i would imagine that money line would be right at minus 125 i give or take a little bit then um but yeah that's i'm kind of staying away from them i understand that i mean we all have our our one we kind of stay away from except for me i'm i'm i just throw it out (laughs) everywhere um 
So moving on then to, and very purposely saved this one for last with us being based kind of out of the Southeast, all, all three of us, uh, home base in the Southeast region. Most of our listener base is in that area. Um, so talk the SEC, um, one of just the best conference tournaments to attend if you're not from the area and, and you want to go check out some fun basketball and a fun atmosphere and hang out on Broadway. That's never a bad thing to do in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, not that I would do anything like that, but uh, just, just you know, I've heard it's fun. So, um, anyways, let's talk SEC tournament. Uh, I'm going to go – this is my – uh, this is my off the wall, like of, of all the ones I've said, like long shots, this is the longest long shot of them all. But I love this coach so much. This time of the year, I'll bet on him. I took, uh, and, and I did, I sprinkled a, a half a unit on this, the seven seed, the Texas A&M Aggies and Buzz Williams. And here's why. Just looking at their draw, they play Missouri in the first round, which they've got to play that, that, that uh, you know, extra game, whatever. They play Missouri. Then they play Auburn, and it's not in Auburn, so I like their chances. If they were playing Auburn in Auburn, no telling what happens. In that. I don't know what kind of magical spell is in Auburn, Alabama. But anyways, um, through, for all their sports. And then they're probably going to see LSU. The main thing, they stayed away from Kentucky. And I like Buzz Williams, and it's plus 6,600. So, um, you know, to me, it was just a, kind of the home run shot in the dark, uh, throw it out there, see what happens. But I love Buzz Williams. I love the way those guys are playing for him. They're not there yet in his first year, but they're going to be. I'll take a future on, uh, on Texas A&M to win an SEC tournament in the next two to three years. Uh, I, I would sign up for that any day of the week. But um, move on again, the seven seed, and then we'll let the Bear – I'm going to, for a very specific reason, let the money train wrap this one up. So we'll start with the Bear. All right, I got two that uh, that I'm I'm definitely going to lay down on. Uh, the first one I like LSU at plus five fifty. Um, they're on the other side of the bracket, away from Kentucky. I think Auburn is just an upset waiting to happen in conference tournament and NCAA tournament. Nothing, nothing against them. I'm a big Bruce Pearl fan, um, but I just I just thought they're an upset waiting to happen. You LSU's think Texas? Got, you think Texas A&M is going to beat them? I get it. Okay, I get it. Hey, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It, it would honestly not surprise me. Um, but I like LSU down there at the bottom of the bracket. I think they're the three seed, I believe. Yes. Um, I, I like the path that they got to get to the championship game. And then at the end of the day, they've, they've lost a few that, you know, they shouldn't have lost, but you know, they've got some, they got some horses down there and, and that's all you need is just get hot at the right moment. And they got the pieces to get hot. Um, I know this is not going to be a popular pick and, and no, I'm not picking it because of, of being a Bama fan, but the Alabama plus 2,500, line is something to consider jumping on but here's why it's considered jumping on bama being they were the number two they might be the number three now after the last couple of games but the number two or three scoring team in the nation and when you can score 80 points average in a game you're always going to have a chance to win um you know being away in neutral floor you're not going to be at rupp arena um i think they're going to have a chance to upset kentucky um, you know, they, you know, Tennessee is going to be a hard enough game as it is, but Nate Oates coming in and stalling what he loves to do. They're, they're actually pretty fun to watch. Unlike they have been in years past. Um, you know, he, he jumped them pretty hard after that Vanderbilt loss and there's no telling what, what he, what Oates has been having them do down there. I just think when this tournament starts, they're going to be out on a mission out for some blood. You know, they got a good point guard, Kyle Lewis, who's anytime you got a good point guard, anything can happen. Um, but if they get hot behind three point line, there ain't much you can do about it. And especially just that the line that you know, plus twenty five hundred, I, I like Bama there. But so I'm gonna take LSU and Bama and hope that they meet up in the finals and 
somebody's making some rack. I did not know this that was coming. Uh, completely honest, did not know that was your pick. We had not talked about it, but it makes me so happy that it was uh, because the the money train is is not shy about his fandom of the Wildcats, and you just took a direct <laughs> shot at, at the Big Blue Nation. Um, you did say that, and I'm sure he'll throw this in there. I'm, you did say that that they're not playing in Rupp Arena, but. Bridgestone Arena, when Kentucky's playing an SEC tournament, is the closest thing to Rupp Arena that you can get. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, but nonetheless, I, I do love the Tide. I love Nate Oates, and, and we'll see what happens there in Nash Vegas. But as alluded to, now you get the money train, and you probably are going to just go – I'm going to bet – I'm going to take a future that he's about to talk <laughs> about the Wildcats. But anyways, go ahead. Dylan, go ahead and cash that future, big man. Let's go. Pay me. <laughs> this is a home pick for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just set this up. The SEC tournament is a tournament that I attend every year. I've been 22 years in a row. I've been every year since the fourth grade. It's a family tradition. My dad and mom would check us out of school on Friday afternoon. We would drive up there, and we would spend the weekend just watching the SEC tournament. Um my family's from Kentucky. I've been a Kentucky fan my whole life. So this pick uh, is made with my heart, but this pick is also made with my head. Let's not be, you know, let's not act like this is some crazy pick. The Kentucky Wildcats plus 175 in Nashville. They've won 31 SEC tournament championships. The rest of the SEC combined has only won 28. Uh, Kentucky, they've won nine of their last 10 games. Um, here's, a, here's a stat that's probably going to shock anybody that hasn't been keeping up with Kentucky basketball. John Calipari's teams are usually known for flopping at the free throw line. They're usually one of the worst free throw shooting teams in the nation. This year, they rank in the top 10. As a team, they're shooting 80% from the free throw line. And as watched, I've, I've watched every Kentucky game this whole season, and we've won quite a few games by our free throws. Being, you know, 85% and 90% 13 out of 15. These guys just knock it down from the free throw line. They're led by two SEC Player of the Year candidates. Uh, Mason Jones from Arkansas probably is going to get the award just in his stats, but uh, I feel Emmanuel Quickly from Kentucky, he's really just turned it on here lately. On the year, he's averaging 16 points. The kid knows how to shoot the basketball. He shoots a 43% clip from the three-point line, 92% from the free throw line. When the game is in crunch time, Kentucky fans want the ball in Emmanuel Quickly's hands. He knows how to get to the basket. He knows how to shoot, catch and shoot. He knows how to draw fouls. He reminds me of James Harden, the way he knows how to just, you know, work the defenders and get that when they're reaching in and just, you know, swiping the ball up and getting that foul call. He's so good at that. Uh, Nick Richards is a big man for Kentucky this year. Kentucky fans like to call him Junior Nick Richards. He's been there three years. We're not used to that. You know, we're used to, you know guys leaving after the first year. This is junior Nick Richards, man. He's averaging 14 points, uh, eight rebounds, over two blocks a game. He's been a key piece to Kentucky. Um, John Calipari is actually confident enough now where he's running sets to Nick Richards. And when we need buckets, we're running plays through Nick Richards. He's, uh, you know, going in great post shot now he's he can shoot the ball from 15 feet in and we're just confident when nick richards shoots it i feel like it's going in and the man knocks it down 75 percent of the time from the free throw line and then um the only thing that i'm worried about 
Ashton Hagens, I don't know if you guys have heard, you know, he was away from the team when they came back from 18 points down, you know, in Florida, in the O-Dome this past weekend. Kentucky was down 18, 11 minutes to go without their starting point guard. Ashton Hagens didn't make the trip. Why? For personal reasons. What does personal (laughs) reasons mean? I'll tell you what that means. He's jealous. Ashton Hagens, I'm sorry. I love you. I'm a huge fan. I've always been a Kentucky fan. But Ashton Hagens, he came in as a McDonald's All-American. He was supposed to be, you know, a really good point guard. He's great defensively. You know, he, he gets over two steals a game. He gets seven assists a game. He scores 11 points. He does four assists. I've never seen someone worse at shooting towards the rim. He can't make layups. It's hard for him to make floaters. But for some reason, he's still a leader of this team. And the guys rally around him. But I feel like he's starting to get, you know, a little jealous of the limelight that quickly Richards and Maxie have been getting this year. And, you know, he got his third foul very early in the game against Tennessee. Calipari pulls him out. He sits out from about the 19-minute mark to about the 13-minute mark. Calipari tells him to get back in. Hagens has his hood. You know, he's wearing his uh, pullover. He has his hood over his head. He looks at Calipari and goes, why? So you can take me back out. This has been confirmed by Kentucky Sports Radio, Matt Jones. And he, he refused to go back in. He got into an argument. Cal said, you either get back in the game or you go to the locker room. And so there is some turmoil built around this team. He stayed away for personal reasons. So that does make me a little nervous Nashville. It's Kentucky. We've won the SEC tournament 31 times. Uh, I, I'm not betting against this team. They, you know, they got the players, the guard play, Emmanuel quickly, Tyrese Maxey. We got a big man who can get, get us a bucket when we need it, Nick Richards. Kentucky is true and dear to my heart. I've rambled on for five or ten minutes now, but that's my play. Kentucky plus 175. Two units, go ahead and lock it in. And when Sunday comes, and we'll be two hours before the selection Sunday, you can get your Kentucky Wildcat ticket. I'm telling you right now, Kentucky will win the SEC tournament. That is my favorite play on the board. I mean, that's that's strong. Do you think that Ashton Hagens could take some of that money that he had in his Snapchat video and, and play? I mean, I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen that yet or how, how that yes, goes. Uh, that's uh, old. That, and you know who found that? It was Louisville uh, media person. Uh, of course it was. Uh, of course know, it was. Kentucky Louisville's about like Alabama Auburn in football. You know how that goes, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask. Uh, well, let me say this as well. A guy that dear friend of mine, Kip Owens from Memphis. How many people, when you started talking free throws, saw Chris Douglas Roberts <laughs> standing on the free throw line? Because that's immediately what my mind went to, and just like ultimate heartbreak for the for the Memphis Tigers when Calipari was there. Um, uh, one of the one of just the terrible things that happened. So that wraps up our conferences. One thing I want to touch on because we do, um, you know, kind of our thing with ninety four by fifty. We always talk about we want to educate, entertain, or inspire, and I feel like we've done a lot of of all of that here. Maybe not a lot of inspiring. Maybe inspiring you to 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 play a certain place, so or maybe we have. But I want to educate here, and and I want to talk to maybe the people that. This is going to serve twofold. One, for people that know what's going on here that maybe have been betting for a while, been playing for a while, or two, for someone that hasn't and is just kind of getting into it or learning or maybe doesn't know as much as others and ways to make money and ways to make this work for you. So I'm going to let the money train talk a little bit about conference tournament season and how important knowing how to, when to, 
and what hedging is, hedging bets in the conference tournament. And then he's also, I think if I'm not mistaken, he's going to kind of pair it that, that lesson with a play he likes. So, you know, you can kind of get both sides of it. So I'm going to kind of turn it over to you and let you, uh, let you teach us up here. Dylan, yes, hedging is something that we all look forward to here in the conference tournament times. Uh, betting in general, you know, the bookie always has a 9% edge on you when you lay 110 to win 100. You sort of, you know, win at a 53.6% clip just to make money. So they've always got a huge edge. Well, as us, you know, as bettors, when we're looking to make money, we're trying to get these plus money value plays. And conference tournament provides that, you know, just that exact opportunity. We talked about in all these eight conference tournaments, teams that at 10 to 1, 8 to 1, 6 to 1, if those teams start winning games, it provides you opportunities to hedge. What does hedging mean? It means that you're guaranteed to win no matter what team wins. You got money on both sides. All right. So we have Illinois, the team that I talked about, the Big Ten. They're plus a thousand. All right. So we got to if we, if we have a unit on Illinois uh, plus a thousand, if they make it to the conference tournament and win it, boom, we've won a thousand dollars off of a hundred dollar wager. Great return. But there's a way where if they lose. You can still guarantee yourself making money. All right? So they're facing somebody in the Big Ten Championship, Maryland, Michigan State, whoever you want to call it. All right. So let's say that the favorite is Michigan State, or let's say the favorite's Maryland, whoever you want to say, and minus 200. Or let's say they're even a bigger favorite. You know what else? You can wait till the game gets started and live betting. And I know we don't have time to go into a lot of things. But live betting provides great opportunities when you've got, you know, conference tournaments like this and ways to hedge. Let's say uh, uh, Illinois jumps out to an early lead. Well, that live spread is going to have Illinois be the favorite. And let's say Maryland is plus, you know, 120 to win the game. Well, that's where you want to jump in because you've got that ticket. One thousand on Illinois in your pocket. Now you got Maryland at plus one twenty. You know you put two hundred on Maryland to win the game. If they win the game, now you win two forty, but you lose the hundred that you made on Illinois. So you've come out a hundred and forty dollar winner. If Illinois wins, you lose the hundred. 200 that you made on Maryland, but you still had $800 because they were plus, you know, a thousand. So it's just a way for you to lock up money on both sides. And it's just, if all of these conference tournaments, if you make, that's the reason you want to take some of these long shots as they win games, it just provides you that opportunity for a spot to jump in on the other side and just lock what we like to call guaranteed winner we love guarantees there's nothing like a guarantee in life but that is one way to do it for sure appreciate you schooling us up on that and with that being said we're going to wind this thing down uh first off to the bear i appreciate you stepping out of your world a little bit you're mr over under and 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 like talking team totals so this is a little little foreign territory for you but uh appreciate you kind of coming and 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 stepping into our world a little bit no, I enjoyed it. The pleasure was mine. And then, uh, and then to the money train. The train rolls on. Hop aboard. Uh, it, it's we continue to give out free picks. We're, we continue to give you free money. Uh, and, and as always, we appreciate your services. Yes, sir, Dylan. This was a, an honor. I'm 
look forward to doing this more in the future. Um, I'm excited to be on board. And you know what they say, man, 94 by 50 bets, free picks, free money. Choo-choo. Love it. We'll see you guys soon. How's it going?